Hi, I want to welcome you to this version of Accidental Marketers podcast. I'm Mary Abazia, co-author of the book, The Accidental Marketer. And I'm joined today by uh, my partner, Tom Spitali, who's also the co-author, and Sean Wellam, who heads up our European operation for our consulting firm, the, the Impact Planning Group. Uh, hey, hey, Tom and Sean, welcome. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mary. How you doing? Uh, good, good. So this podcast is designed for accidental marketers. This may be you or it may be somebody that you work with. And um, we provide this as a way to help accidental marketers grow their, their, their profession as a marketer and hopefully even just understanding what's around them. So we'll address topics as requested by you. So please let us know what you'd like to have us address. Today, we're going to continue that series with a deeper dive into chapters in our book. And we're going to do this one at a time. This chapter that we're going to focus on now is called The Fountain from Which All Great Marketing Flows. And it features many of the cases and uh, stories and tools that help marketers gain insight. So, Sean, I'm curious, can you help us understand how important insight really is in, in this marketing process? Yeah, you know, I think insight is one of those things. It's a word that's often used, but it is absolutely fundamental to the marketing process. And it's it's different from core knowledge or understanding, right? I mean, it's something that 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 gives you the opportunity to maybe improve your offer or maybe improve your product or service, but something that 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 you've got the inside track on. And that's what insight is to me. It's 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 absolutely critical to the customer and it's not that well known you know if you if you have a restaurant and somebody says you know I, I i like to have my food delivered within 15 minutes of ordering well that's that's fairly obvious and not particularly insightful but if you say look we've discovered that customers are more relaxed and have an enjoyable time when the waiting the the, the waiter or the, the waitress is is viewing them at eye level. And some restaurants, you'll see the, the, the waiting staff will, will, will drop down, sort of squat and, and lean on the table and look you in the eye. And that's not by accident. That's because they've they've gained some insight for their particular customer. So insights are, are the non-obvious things that customers care about, but they're really, really hard to find. And obvious, often, you know, marketers spend time on the the regular day-to-day -day stuff, the easy stuff that everyone knows about. Tom, you, you call this... Uh, cabbage which i really like yeah cabbage is, stands for at least the first three letters of it stand for commonly accepted benefits and those kinds of things are really critical to know what are the commonly accepted benefits in any industry uh, because if you don't satisfy those commonly accepted benefits in a value proposition then you can't get past go so to speak but there's as you're mentioning, Sean, there is something that's well beyond commonly accepted benefits, those needs that customers have but have maybe not ever had the opportunity to articulate. And the marketers that go beyond cabbage and understand some of the needs that no other competitor in the industry has uncovered, similar to what you've just been talking about, Sean, are the ones that have an opportunity to communicate more powerfully or even redesign products and services that differentiate them in the marketplace. Do you, yeah, because it's not, it's not, it's not just cabbage. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, it's not just the, the, the commonly accepted benefits. I sometimes see people go right for the, the sort of must-have, the table stakes benefits, you know, and, and that gives you even less insight, right? Like, I know, airline safety or something. When we've worked in, in, uh, in pharmaceuticals, what, what are those, um, those three things that, that they often talk about as being critical? Yeah, the the three the three ca- the cabbage in pharmaceuticals and Mary, you you've seen this a lot as we've worked with the, some pharmaceutical companies a lot lately. Are efficacy, safety, and tolerability, all hugely important, right? In, in the pharmaceutical world, <laughs> and if you don't have those three things, that's great. But what's happening in so many pharmaceutical markets and and so many B two B markets that we're a part of is the markets are so mature that the products that come along, the new products that come along are just marginally better. So talking about efficacy or safety or tolerability, um, there just aren't those huge gains in those areas unless you have what you might call a blockbuster drug. And so a lot of marketers feel hamstrung because that's what they've relied on in the past. Mary, what do you have to say about all this? Yeah, I I agree with you. And well, for me, as I think about what you're saying, is there any magic to getting customers to open up so that you can get past the table stakes and the cabbage to really, especially in a B2B market, how do you get underneath it? Sean, how do you do it? Well, you know, it, it's, it, it sounds like it should be easy, right? It sounds like it should be, forget about the obvious stuff. Let's think about the, the next level of, of, uh, of customer you know, needs, desires, or benefits, or whatever you want to classify them as. But I find that's not always possible. You can't sort of let go of what you see as the core elements of, of the product. And, and we really have to try and push people. Like almost like up a ladder to get them to think of the next, the next level. Not so much what's important, but in many ways why it's important. You know that mm. that sort of question really helps to to push them beyond saying, yeah, okay, we get that that's a, a big deal for the customers, and everybody knows it, so it doesn't differentiate you. But why is that? And keep pushing along, and eventually you'll get to some insights but it's not easy but it's it's i should say it's not it's not difficult it just takes effort it just takes a few iterations and you'll finally have that moment that aha where you go yeah you know what that's that's an insight yeah mm. how about you tom what do what do you find works to get underneath it all well i think there's there's a, a couple of things <laughs> i i want to talk about the vietnam card sort in a minute because that's a technique that we found really uh, uh effective I want to share a story about um, how how Sean and I discovered it um, in Vietnam. But first, I wanted to talk about the idea of just the way that you approach an inquiry with customers. I mean, uh, the place to find insight, obviously, is by talking to customers. And it's a crime that most marketers don't spend nearly enough time in dialogue with customers, asking them, you know, what's important to them. And then when they do get the opportunity, so many times they say, well, they always say the cabbage benefits, you know, I want a lower price, I want faster delivery, or they don't know what to say at all. And one of the things that we just generally encourage them to do is to have a broader line of inquiry, meaning 
talk about their whole life at work, not just your product category and definitely not just your product. Mm-hmm. You know, find out what it is that frustrates them, that elates them, and you know, in their job, in 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 what they do, in trying to be a cohesive, you know, part of the company itself. Um, and if you have the courage to get outside of your product category, you're more likely to understand and uncover an insight outside of the normal inquiry that you can relate back to your product category in a really innovative way. I remember one thing you said to me, Tom, when we first started working together, and it was, you know, don't just listen, watch, observe, you know, because we sometimes talk about questioning and, and, and talking to customers, but there's an awful lot of insights sometimes just by noticing stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, well, that's what we, we say. There's the voice of the customer, and then there's the frustration or elation of the customer, like you said, Sean. And boy, if you, can, if you can see that, you get a lot further than your competitors ever will from what we've seen, right? They, uh, if, uh, if your competitors are doing surveys, that's a good thing because surveys are usually not going to give you much in the way of insights. It can measure things once you get the insight, but um, we do see that there's a trap that as soon as they go, oh, we need some insight. Let's get a survey out there. That's the trap because you're going to be using your language instead of, as you're saying, Tom, the customer's language to really start to open up what is inside for them and, ha- and how it relates to more than just the product, but their life in whatever way that, um, that they might be interacting with, with their customers and, and with your products, hopefully. So, um, Tom, I'm curious, uh, will you tell us more now about the, the birth of the um, Vietnam card sort? Well, I think it's been one of the more effective um, uh, techniques that we have shown. Maybe, the, the, you know, at least recently, it's been something that a lot of our clients have taken us up on. And it originated when Sean and I were in, in Vietnam. And we were working with a group of agricultural um, products marketers and they wanted to talk to their distributors um, in in the country to find out what their their wants and needs are and Sean had the idea let's let's do a, a card sort which is a, a technique where you actually you know visit customers and you hypothesize what their wants and needs are on a set of index cards with one you know, need, if you will, on each index card as sort of a starter hypothesis. And we broke the workshop group of about 30 people into what, what it was, it was two or three groups, right, Sean? And, yeah. and, and we went to, and we, and we went to visit these no nonsense, uh, agricultural products distributors in rural Vietnam, just with no idea whether they would participate in this process of looking at the index cards, telling us what they got right, and adding to those index cards the benefits and needs that we missed as a way of trying to find some insight. Sean, how did it go for you with your group that you were accompanying around around the outskirts of Saigon? Yeah, we were driving around the, the the country there. You know, one of the things I remember, I, I got to one um, distributor, classic rural business, sold everything, not just the client's products, but a whole range of stuff. And they, uh, and I thought I'll, I'll try the, the 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 communication, the talking through an interpreter. And I started off by trying to be really clever and saying, if all prices were the same, how would you make a choice? 
and it came back through the translator, I'd look for the discounts. And I said, okay, let's just assume there's no discounts. All the prices are the same. What do you look for? And he said, payment terms. And I thought, this is going nowhere because he's stuck on this very specific and very important element of price. And that's when we got the cards out. We're always planning to do it. But the difference, because we we limited their their choices. They could still volunteer what was important to them. But we said of these, I think it was five or six things we had. I can't remember exactly, but put those in order of importance to you. And then after doing that multiple times, do you remember we, we spent the, the night on a spreadsheet trying to collate all the data, right? Yeah. And and that's where the insight came from. So I actually had the experience of, of asking the question and, and getting literally nowhere. And then forcing the issue with the cars not only is it a very friendly they enjoy doing it 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 cuts through that barrier of people thinking i must talk about price because this is a supplier you know it was it was great thus you know the birth of what we call the vietnam card sword as a technique that's worked with every single client and industry that we know of that has tried the technique as a way of getting b2b customer insight as a way to get customers to talk about what they want and what they need. And Mary, I, I think maybe we've talked enough about it. People can find, if they just go to YouTube and look up Vietnam card sort, there's a five minute and 19 second video there that explains the technique. And we'd highly encourage our listeners to, to invest five minutes in it. It's really benefited a lot of people over the last couple of years. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and like you said, it's we've seen it with oil and gas, finance. In fact, um, what I thought was interesting is, is kind of a preview to a chapter to come is that one of our biotech companies used it as a way to segment. So by identifying what the drivers were for different customers and getting that insight, they actually did a very quick segmentation as well, which gives you even, that's that bridge to even more insight and differentiation. So it's pretty powerful for not costing a whole lot of money. Actually, uh, I think it's no money. <laughs> it costs you some uh, a trip and it costs you the index cards. Yep. So I this has been great. Uh, is there any closing thoughts that, uh, Sean, that you have about insights or what people should think about as they're considering this topic? I would just say be curious. Just just keep that curiosity. Once you've asked the obvious questions or you understand the obvious drivers of customer, just always be asking what 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 really matters? What what is it they're trying to achieve? What can we help them with? Where, you know, that's where insight comes from, understanding what the customer is trying to get done. So just stay curious. Mm, good. Tom? I think part of the reason that we are doing these podcasts, at least uh, the, the ones covering the chapters of our book, is to hopefully entice people to read the book. And um, chapter two may be the you know the the the, the sub the subject of this podcast may be the the richest um, chapter of the book because you know when it comes to uncovering insights, having lots of ideas, different techniques, and knowing how you can go about getting it is really really important. There's there's all kinds of great cases. And other types of techniques like the benefits ladder technique that are that are featured in the chapter. There's even a story about a company that was sixth sixth to market with a product that had no notable differentiation from the other five products all already on the market and how they used insights to drive competitive advantage and and, and actually be very successful even though they were very late to market. So I think my final thought would be if you get a chance to read the chapter, please do it. Yeah, that's, a, that's great. Yeah, second chapter, um, definitely a must read. 
Um, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast, and um, we're looking forward to you joining us in the future episodes where we'll go deep dive into other chapters as well. So we wish you the very best of uh, success. Thank you. Thank you.